Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we will be talking with your favorite LGBTQ author. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is the award-winning author, author Casey Richardson. Hi, Casey. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm excited to be doing this. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate that you're on the show today. Um, I, I think you're on another coast, I think. Um, I'm on the left coast. All right, I'm on the right yeah. coast. Yeah, I'm in California. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm in Pennsylvania, so uh, okay. How are things out there in California? Uh, nice, sunny, a little cool, but uh, hoping for some rain later on because uh, you know we've got a uh, little bit of a drought out here, and um, so whenever we can get some water falling from the sky, it's a good thing. Okay, well we're experiencing that right now. Uh, it started raining this afternoon, and. I just heard that we might get about eight inches of snow this weekend, so... We'll send some our way. All right. All right. Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Casey, you publish with Bold Strokes books, right? That's correct. All right. And have you always published with them? Yes. All right. So, when... So, tell us about the first book that you published and um and how did that process go for you tell us about the book what is the book uh my first book is called new beginnings and um i i wrote it because uh i thought i had a story to tell i i uh started reading lesbic and um uh just probably only about a year or two before i i started writing and uh, I had no idea that lesbic was even a thing so um, so I read as soon as I figured it was a thing I, I started reading all of these books and I just couldn't get my hands on them fast enough so um, one day I was talking with my wife I'm like you yeah, know I think I have a story to tell and so um, we talked about it and um, New Beginnings was born and, and tell us about New Beginnings what is it about <clears throat> uh, Jordan is a uh, physical therapist and former college basketball player and uh, after being uh, hurt by a previous girlfriend in college she decides that she's never going to get involved with anybody again so she's content to have one night stands until she meets Kirsten and uh, Kirsten pretty much knocks her socks off and um, they keep coming into contact with each other, and uh, and then they get to know each other, and um, well, things happen down the road, and they live happily ever after, as all romance ends. Awesome! I know. Wouldn't wouldn't that suck if you got all the way through a romance novel and like they didn't get together and it ended badly? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's kind of the the. Uh, requirement for romance novels is you know there doesn't need to be a happy ever after but there definitely has to be a hopefully ever after yeah definitely <laughs> I, I think you you know uh you'd lose a whole audience if you uh change that <laughs> yeah exactly leave a lot of women pissed off yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there is nothing like a pissed off woman right <laughs> I, myself included i mean i i read still a ton of books and um and, you know, I, I like romance because it, it gives me that escape uh, from reality. And, 
you know, I could just read, enjoy the characters, and and enjoy their journey. And but what I want to see at the end is that you know, love wins out. So, so is um, do you like to read romance in addition to writing romance? Oh yeah, definitely. Is that your favorite genre? It's my favorite genre. Um, I do like uh, like the non lesbic books that I like to read are uh, I love the the James Patterson Women's Murder Club series. Okay. Um, anything with a strong female character, okay. I like. I like uh, um, Sue Grafton books. Um, yeah, I I uh, there's there's quite a few. Anything in David Baldacci has a a, a book out. Um, I think it's called True Blue. I'm not quite sure, um, and uh, but it's it's two strong female characters in the book who are sisters, and one's a cop and one's uh, a former um, narcotics officer who gets arrested because she's so far in deep undercover, and uh, so it's her sister that's uh, working to try and get her name cleared. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty pretty good book. And it's called True Blue. I believe so. I'll have to get back to you on that. But okay. yeah. All right. So when did you start writing? Uh, I think I started New Beginnings in about 2011. It took me a couple of years to write because I didn't know what I was doing, and um, and I. Uh, put it down for a while and, and then I decided to pick it back up and I reread it and thought it sounded like crap so I had to uh, <laughs> redo some things. I, I decided to fill out uh, character profiles and uh, I got in depth as far as I could with the two characters and, and it really helped me out because then they started telling me their story so um, it turned out pretty good I think. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So you went back? According to readers. Did, did you go back and, like, rewrite the characters um, after you did the profiles? I made, uh, yes. What well, kind of. I, I made them more interesting. And, um, um, add yeah. some depth to them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow, and, and was that a rough process, like, to go back and, and change things. I imagine that because of that, you had to change some things in the storyline too. It didn't really change anything in the storyline. Uh, the storyline was still the same, but I just needed to make the characters more interesting and have them do more interesting things um, and, and not get too caught up in, in aspects that weren't as important. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so... Do you have a work in progress or anything that, uh, any new releases that came out? I have a new release coming out in February uh, called Taking a Shot at Love. And um, I, I really had a lot of fun writing this book because it's a romance between um, a women's college basketball coach and an English professor. And it takes place at a small private university. And uh, so doing the research for this book, I followed uh, a friend of mine who is um, also an author, Lynette Beers McCormick, 
Um, she's an English professor at uh, a community college here in California, uh, just up the street from where I live, actually. And so she was nice enough to let me uh, shadow her for a day uh, and see what teaching is all about. And uh, it's been a while since I graduated college, so um, these kids are so young nowadays. <laughs> really old. But, uh, uh, it's only been so, a couple of years, right? Right. <laughs> a couple and then some. But uh, I, and I played college basketball as well. But, um, you know, I, I only knew basketball from the players aspect. So uh, I emailed the coach at my alma mater and um, asked her if she could, uh, if I could interview her. And told her what I was doing, and and she was gung ho about it. She's like, "Yeah, come on down." And so, went to the college, and we met, and I interviewed her, and then she took me to practice and introduced me to the players, and um, told them about me, how I was a former player there, and uh, so uh, since then, I've been like a huge fan of their. Te- I mean, I've always been a fan of my my former team, but um, going and watching their watching the uh, games and, uh, you know, lo- learning who the players are and, and um, just getting more involved in the, in the program itself. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It brought me back into the college game. Very it actually cool. made me miss it a little bit, but... Uh, so no most- pickup games on the horizon? Oh, no, no, I'm too, too old and injured now, but... <laughs> oh. uh, it was uh, it, it was a lot better going to those games and watching them on television. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's fun. That's and, and yeah. that's cool that your yeah. research kind of reconnected you with them. You know. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. And uh, I became a booster this year with the team, and so uh, the coach is really cool. She, she and I actually played against each other our, our uh, freshman year in college, and uh, so she hooks me up with a lot of swag from. Uh, university and awesome uh, yeah so it's fun that is fun so so tell us about your other novels that what what year did that come out in new beginnings new beginnings came out in september of 2013 2013 Uh, and then and then you have take a shot on love coming out next month correct uh my second book was courageous love and that came out in Oh, wait, no. New Beginnings came out in 2015. Okay. Uh, I started writing it in 2013. And then um, uh, Courageous Love came out in December of 2016. Okay. And uh, and then uh, A Call Away came out in April. April of 2017. 2018. 2018. 18, okay. Yeah. So yeah. almost like every couple of years, you you have a book coming out. Yeah, about a year and a half to two years, depending on what my schedule's like. Um, <clears throat> you know, I get busy with work and and um, whatever is happening in my my home life or private life, and uh, so you know, it just depends. I haven't I haven't started working on anything new just yet. I have. I have an idea for a story, and I've kind of started working it out. I just haven't really done a whole, whole lot of, you know, doing the character profiles and coming up with uh, 
like the the complete storyline. Okay. So, so um, in your <laughs> other novels since New Beginnings, um, did you automatically from the onset do the character profiles right away? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And did that help you through that process then? It does. Yeah, it helps a lot. Um, just to kind of know who I'm dealing with when I write their story. Um, Courageous Love was a bit of a different story for me because um, I, uh, so a lot of my characters have a little bit of someone I know in them. Um, Alex from Courageous Love doesn't. She's a complete figment of my imagination. But, um, and I'm, I'm probably going to sound a little nuts here, but she actually... <laughs> Uh, I wanted to write a story where one of the characters is diagnosed with breast cancer. And I, I felt it was an important story to tell because um, so many women um, listen. Some of, A lot of people have great doctors and then some doctors are like, oh, let's just keep an eye on it. But, you know, if you don't advocate for your body and listen to yourself, then that could, you know, waiting could mean the difference between life and death. You're right. Uh, uh, and especially younger women don't believe it can happen to them either. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to to make a character that uh, that had breast cancer, and Alex popped into my head and said, "I'm the one that gets breast cancer." So Alex is Jordan's best friend from New Beginnings, mm -hmm. and um, they're standalone books. But if you've read New Beginnings, then you'll see Jordan and Kirsten in in Courageous Love. Um, so I was, I was dead set against having Alex get breast cancer, but she insisted on it. So, um, yeah, see, nuts a little bit. Um, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Your character speaks to you, you know, and, and she's been the only one, but yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, that was, that was a difficult book to write, um, because I felt such a connection to her and, uh, and then while I was writing it, my grandmother was diagnosed with bone marrow cancer. Oh, I'm so and, sorry. And thanks. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. And then shortly after she passed away, um, you know, Sandra Moran, the author, um, had was diagnosed with a, an aggressive cancer and she passed away um, just a few weeks later after she was diagnosed. And so during this time, was when Kirsten or uh, was when Alex was going through her chemo. She was being diagnosed. She was coming up with the game plan, um, going through a lot of stuff, and so it it just it kind of broke me for a while, and I had to put it away until I I gathered up enough strength to return to it. Oh, that's a an amazing story. That's it's sad. Thanks. Yeah, it was a tough time, but yeah, I'll uh, bet. Yeah, but I, I got really good feedback from the book, and um, it ended up being a finalist uh, for a Golden Crown uh, Award. So um, awesome! Yeah, yeah, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that is that's great for your second novel, right? Yeah, to, yeah, uh, the, uh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. So, um, what is a call away about? A call away is, uh, let me try to summarize it. Um, 
So this uh, biracial woman, Sydney, lives in Chicago, and um, she's a former money manager, but wants to get involved with uh, helping inner-city kids. And um, <clears throat> so she's trying to find a way to do that. In the meantime, her maternal grandmother, who she was estranged from, dies and leaves her, her farm and property in, in Iowa. So she has to go to Iowa to, uh, you know, figure stuff out. And in, in doing so, she's hoping that she finds answers to why um, her mother, who is white and married a black man, was, um, you know, kind of ousted from the family. So so she's got kind of two, uh, two things going on there. Um, and so when she gets there, she meets Abby who is the granddaughter of Sid's grandmother's best friend, and they live down the road on another farm. And uh, there's an instant attraction between them. And uh, But, you know, Abby's all grown up in, in Iowa, and, and she can't imagine going to uh, anywhere else. She just wants to stay there, but Sid has to go back to Chicago. So um, you got to read the book to see how that ends. Okay. <laughs> Will do. Yeah, <laughs> I but, definitely but will do. Hot, that sounds like romance, a great hot, one. Hot romance between them. What's that? It's a hot, quick romance between them. All right, that sounds yeah. great. Uh, it's uh, you. You had me. I'm. I'm gonna go check it out. <laughs> so, and it was cool too because, like, I'd never been to Iowa or Chicago. I did all of this research on Google and Google Earth and real real estate realtor.com or whatever and um, so after I had already turned in my manuscript to my publisher we had the Golden Crown Conference um, in Chicago that year uh. and so uh, yeah so some of my writer friends uh, Lane Michaels and MJ Williams and I'm uh, Jeannie Levig and Dutch, we all went driving, and um, I found her address. I found Sid's address in Chicago, so I got to see the building up close. Oh, that's and wild. So, yeah, so it was fun. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I think, um, I see, Anne, Anne Laughlin, do you know her? She's mm -hmm. a, an author. She, she, I think she is a real estate agent in uh, Chicago. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I wish I would have known. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, so what, what is your day job? What do you do? Do you write full-time or do you do something else? No, I, I, uh, I'm a physical therapist assistant. I work in the orthopedics field, um, sports medicine. And I've been, uh, I've been licensed as a clinician for 15 years, but I've been at my clinic for 24. Wow. So started out as an aide there and, and um, then became the office manager and then I got into school to uh, study physical therapy, and um, so that's what I do. That's my that's my love. I love it. Um, yeah. And then uh, I have a second job doing medical transcription, but that's really really part time. That sometimes I don't have any reports to type, so uh, when I don't, that leaves time for writing. So uh, nice. You're busy. Yeah, I got a few sticks in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps me out of trouble. The good. busy are now. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so um, you work with athletes primarily? Not primarily. Um, just everyday people who have, okay. uh, you know, 
muscle sprain or um, surgery, you know, for shoulder or elbow or whatever. And um, I see, uh, I treat pretty much everything that's orthopedic, anything that has to do with muscles, tendons, ligaments, or bones. Um, I work with so and do you uh, work that into your stories uh, sometimes yeah uh, Jordan is a physical therapist from New Beginnings and so uh, that's where uh, I didn't have to do a whole lot of research for that because I already <laughs> knew about it yeah um, but yeah I I like the medical field uh, it it's never boring you know there's always something new happening uh, some new treatment plan some new way of doing surgery which is going to change the way we treat or rehab a patient um, afterwards and uh, so I, I like that I'm constantly learning yeah that. that's great. and that's one of the things I like right about writing too is um, you know a lot of authors don't like the editing process but that's my favorite part because I learn something new every time so I was going to ask you what, what you do when you're not writing, but I think you just <laughs> answered that. <laughs> you're busy. <laughs> yes, yes. When I'm not doing that, I'm hanging out with my family. Um, my wife and I have a dog and a cat that keeps us entertained. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, my wife and I like to go kayak and um, uh, I go to the gym sometimes, uh, golf sometimes, um, just hang out with friends and family. Okay. All the normal stuff. Normal stuff, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been so, getting caught up on my reading since I've turned in my manuscript for uh, Taking a Shot at Love, so that's been keeping me busy as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> lots to read. Yeah. So tell us about your um, submission process. Um when you thought, you know, New Beginnings was at a, a place where you could submit it, um, was Bold Strokes like your first pick for a publisher? Yeah. And, yeah. and why was that? Um, I, I like their style of writing. Um, Radcliffe was one of the first lesbian books that I read, uh, Faded Love. And oh, I just couldn't get enough. It's a great book. Well, I mean, what's not great that she writes? That's true. Uh, so, uh, actually, the very first Lesbian book I, I read was uh, Alma Mater. Um, oh, geez. Rita Mae Brown. Um, oh. My sister-in-law loaned that to me. My straight sister-in-law. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, a lot of a lot of straight people read Rita Mae Brown. Yeah, a lot of my well, a lot of my straight friends read my books too. So that's cool that uh, oh, they're open to that. But yeah. yeah, so she she loaned me that. She, well, she doesn't know this, but she actually gave it to me because I never gave it back. And uh, <laughs> she'll know and, it now, maybe. <laughs> no, so Rita Mae Brown was at uh, at. GCLS in New Orleans um, I think it was in 2015 um, or 13 I can't remember these dates anymore I'm getting too old but uh, so I got that book uh, autographed from oh, her so nice. nice so she's not getting it back <laughs> no she's definitely not getting it back yeah, yeah uh, that's great so, so yeah I started reading Rad once I read Faded Love I uh, couldn't get my hands on her books fast enough and then came across uh, 
other writers. Um, you know, once I got on Facebook, I, I started becoming friends with some of these writers and wanted to read their stuff. And I met met some of them. Um, Bold Strokes had a, a <clears throat> oh, an event out in Palm Springs, which is only a couple of hours away from me. And uh, so Rad was going to be there and um, Mel Stark and Kim Baldwin and Dee Jackson Lee, all these awesome authors that I read. And um, and so my wife and I went out there and, and met some of them, which, you know, we bought a lot of their books and um, went out the next year as well. And it was a lot of fun. That's cool. So yeah. how is that for you? Like, these were people that, that you probably admired and, you know, were awed by. How is that to be uh, among them now, like one of them? Surreal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still fangirl over a lot of them. Um, but, you know, I, I try to play cool when I'm around them. But then, <laughs> you, know, you know, my wife and I will get into private. I'm like, oh, my God, can you believe we just talked to that person? And uh, <laughs> so funny. it's cool. Yeah, she, yeah, she's enjoying it, too. Yeah. So, so does uh, she read a lot, too? Yeah, in fact, she was dead set against it. She, she when I had started reading, um, she's like, what are you doing? What are you reading? Why are you reading that? And, and uh, so there, were, uh, there was a time where I had, my, had to have my gallbladder out, so I was going to be off work for a week, and my wife was off work with me. And uh, she goes, what are you reading? I said, look, just read this one book, and I swear if you don't like it, I won't bother you again. And I gave her faded love, huh. and she—I think she read it that day. Like she finished it in a day, less yeah. than a day. And she goes, "What's the next one?" And <laughs> <laughs> so I created a monster. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. So, so does um, she read your stuff like before oh, yeah. you publish it? Does she like? Is she like a beta reader kind of for you? She is. Yeah, she is. In fact, she's reading "Taking a Shot at Love" now. Uh, the finished product. So um, she's she's loving it, which is good. Cause, oh, awesome. I mean, yeah. My my wife is a very honest person, so I can trust her to um, give me honest feedback uh, when she's reading the rough draft. And uh, and she's actually the one that kind of gave me the idea for the story. There's uh, uh, in the in the city that we live in. There's an old town part to it that's. Uh, was established in I think around the 1860s oh, cool. and yeah it's full of charm there's a ton of antique shops and um, and there's a traffic circle a roundabout so she drives through that roundabout every morning on her way to work and she says you know I think you should do a story that's set in Old Town I'm like okay well what's the story gonna be about she goes I don't know you're the writer you figure it out so <laughs> So she gave me the setting, and then later on we started discussing characters and so forth. She goes, you should do something on the on the college campus. And I'm like, oh, okay. She goes, you, sh you should make it a coach and a professor romance. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how this works out. So um, so we, we uh, did that, and then a, a few of my friends, uh, Lisa, Nikki, and Athena, um, came over one day and because and, I was explaining to Lisa and Athena 
how difficult it is for me to come up with uh, with character names because you want you want the character to be um, memorable but you also don't want to use the same letter for the first name or the same uh, a character with the same first letter and uh, the first name and the last name so um, so they're like oh my god so they started getting involved in it too so we we did a brainstorm uh, and and I told Lisa and Athena that I was going to name a couple characters after them and uh, so that's the coach and the assistant coach Lisa's oh. the coach and Athena's the assistant coach in it that's cool yeah that's great yeah. so do your yeah. friends like after they read one of your books are they like is that me is that me like do they see themselves and <laughs> No, but uh, they they kind of look at like well, especially after they read the the sex scenes, yeah. they get a little embarrassed because they're like, oh, you know, Kim's writing this. It's like it's not me. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fiction. It's uh, not it's not real. It's it's make believe. Uh, uh, but uh, sometimes they can see themselves in it. Um, my best friend Nikki is a, a child and family counselor and. And she helped me out uh, in, in Courageous Love. Um, Alex has to go to therapy because her head's just not on right after going through her illness. And um, she's got a lot of issues with her anger, and, and uh, which, you know, undeniable, right? It's, it's the be, I, I don't know how you could go through getting diagnosed with a devastating disease like that and not have some issues, but... You know, she was having body issues and so forth and so she went to see a therapist and that scene is written in my book and Nikki helped me out with that so that was great and then Nikki also um, likes to um, take pole classes pole dancing classes oh, wow. and she's doing this forever and she loves it and so she helped me out there's them some pole dancing and taking a shot at love and so she <laughs> helped me out with that like uh, <laughs> Took me to a shop where they sell the outfits, and um, she's like, "We need to dress your character." And so, wow. <laughs> so that was an interesting field trip. So your friend Nikki is this mild-mannered therapist by day and wild pole dancer by night, huh? I wouldn't say wild, but <laughs> she's she's. Uh, we we met our freshman year in college, so we've been friends for over thirty years. And That's awesome best friends for almost 30 years so um you know we've been through a lot together we're we're sisters and and part of you know she's part of my family i'm part of hers and um and uh you know we've we've been through some things together so uh having her participate in this with me has been really special for me to hear we were in Women's Week a, a couple years back, a few years back, and, and Nikki and Lisa had just gotten married um, a couple months prior. So they were on the East Coast for their honeymoon, and they were going to be in Provincetown the same week as Women's Week. And so I was on a panel, and uh, the, the day they were leaving, I was on a panel. So they got to see me do author stuff, and, and that was fun for them and it was great for me to have them in the audience oh that's awesome that's yeah really nice that's yeah nice. so um what what inspires you 
How do you how do you keep writing? Hmm. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I like the creative outlet writing gives me. Um, as far as coming up with storylines or characters, sometimes they just pop into my head. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm working on people all day long, and um, sometimes they like to be quiet, and and that's fine. And while I'm working on them, sometimes things pop into my head, and when I'm done with them, I gotta write, run back to my office and write it down before I forget. But um, just things happen. Um, Maybe sometimes uh, I read a story uh, of someone else's, and I'm like, "Oh, that's really good. That's really cool." But what if this happened? And and then it might get my mind going in a different direction. And so, okay. yeah, well, not sure exactly. It just they just kind of pop into my head sometimes. So, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Warning. <laughs> yeah. You you should be warned. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could go back in time, and you could change one thing about something in your life, what what would it be? Uh, you know, I don't think I change anything. Honestly, um, it's our life experiences that lead us to the place where we're going and the place where we're getting to. And, um, you know, bad things happen, but I believe that things happen uh, for a reason. So uh, hopefully if I do something bad, I'm not um, getting in over my head where I can fix it, I can correct it if that's not the way I want to go. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, all of my life experiences have led me to where I am now. Great answer. Great answer. You really? You're not bored with that? Like, Heck come no. on. No, no, no. Give me the juice. What was it? No, that sounds like, it sounds like you're very grateful for the place you're at, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And for the, the journey you've been on so far. I am very grateful um, and humbled. I, uh, a lot of great people in my life and you know I haven't always done the right thing but I when I realized that I didn't do the right thing I try to make amends and and uh, you know hopefully I can be forgiven and we can move on yeah that's awesome that's yeah awesome. so so that was a good answer oh thank you so how can um, how can our listeners um, get a copy of your February release, Taking a Shot at Love? It will be available on the Bold Strokes website um, February 1st of this year, coming up, and uh, and then widely released mid-February, like February 14th or something. So it's a great Valentine's Day present. Ladies, in case you're thinking of something to get your significant other, there you go. There you go. There's some pole dancing, there's some basketball, there's some sweet, sweet love. All right. And that's called <laughs> Taking a Shot at Love. That's correct. All right. So we will be on the lookout for that one. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So do you, do you like to hear from your readers, Casey? All the time. Great. I love it. Yeah. And, and how can they get a hold of you? Uh, I'm on Facebook. 
um, under KC Richardson, and then I have a Twitter account at KC Richardson Seven, the number seven, and uh, my my email is KC Richardson Author at yahoo.com. And I have a website, but I haven't been keeping up. That's that's one of my goals this year is to update that. Um, and that's uh, kcrichardsonauthor.com. Um, <clears throat> I, I sometimes go to appearances. Uh, I'm going to be at Clexicon this April, um, which I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it's a huge, huge... Uh, LGBTQ-centered conference in Vegas, and uh, apparently, like, over 4,000 people go. It's massive. Yeah, um, I think Stephanie Duell turned me on to that. Um, yeah. yeah, Stephanie's awesome. Yeah, so I had never heard of it before, um, but it sounds pretty awesome. It's uh, LGBT folks from all, like, all media sources. Yeah, yeah, TV, um, movies that so there's actresses um producers uh directors um authors gonna be there um there's gonna be some movies being shown i believe this is gonna be my first time there uh last year i wanted to go but i had just returned back to work after being off for three months um after wrist, wrist surgery so uh i couldn't manage to take more time off to go but um uh, you know, a, a few of my author friends from Bold Strokes went, and they said it was just awesome. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It sounds like a good yeah. time. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, in in addition to you know meeting new people, but uh, Shane, Alice, and Carmen from the L Word are going to be there too. Cool. So I get to run into one of them. Yeah. All right. Her too. She has a bit of a crush on Carmen, so. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. There you so go. Um, that's for sure. Um, it's still kind of up in the air if I'm going to Golden Crown in uh, this summer. Uh, I believe it's going to be in Albuquerque, and then uh, hopefully go to Women's Week um, next October too. But those are uh, oh, and then I might be doing Long Beach Pride out here in California past few years I've gone up to Sacramento and done um, Sac Pride with uh, Ashley Bartlett and Cass Sellers so um, uh, might do that too. Oh so. great okay so so you'll be getting around I'll be I'll be uh, getting around but don't let that get out <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anybody <laughs> no just kidding tell people so I know right <laughs> so yeah. any any parting words for our listeners and your readers. No, I, I really appreciate you uh, having me on the show, and and readers, I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving my books a shot, and and uh, reviews are always welcome, uh, mostly if they're good. But no, I'm just kidding. I, I I welcome all reviews because I I uh, I learn stuff from that too. So um, I just really appreciate uh, everybody out there um, giving it a shot. Great. Well, thank you, Casey. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. 
thanks. Uh, so we've been talking with Casey Richardson. Make sure you check out her latest book that is coming out February 1st on the Bold Strokes website. It's called Taking a Shot at Love. So check yes. that out. So, yes, please. Okay. And I'm Anita Kelly, and that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty. Nice.